0: I am that I am. Professor Adamus Saint Germain, ASID. Hm. Now, some of you may think that ASID stands for American Society of Interior Designers. <laughs> Do I look like an interior? Do I look like an American, much less an interior designer? No, it stands for. Angelic Society of Illuminated Designers, (laughs) ASID, and today we're going to talk about life design. Beautiful design, my dear. I am highly flattered. Beautiful. Beautiful. I am in heaven. Here we, Shaumbra. I am in heaven. Your costumes – oh, I know some of you don't have them on, but great costume anyway. (laughs) Your adornments today, they make my heart sing. I have my sword back. Thank you, dear. (laughs) Yes. Merry Christmas. Oh, excellent. All is well in all of creation. (laughs) (laughs) So today, yes, ASID, Angelic Society of Illuminated Designers, and you could be also. You could be also. (laughs) Today, before... Lovely. Look at what Caldra got you. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, we want a close up of that. Yes. Isn't he precious? <laughs> he was going to slap me, but it would only hurt him. <laughs> That's the great thing about being a channel. Yes, he is precious. Absolutely. Thank you for acknowledging that. (laughs) So, today, talk about life design, but a couple of quick messages before we do. First of all, I awoke Caldra at 4 o'clock this morning. Why? Because he was asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Great time to talk. And I said to him, I said, Caldra, Linda, I said, I want to give Shambra a Christmas present this year. I want to give them something. Special. And immediately Calder said, Money? I said, no, no, <laughs> not money. I said, What does Chamber want more than anything? I said, Money again. I said, No. I <laughs> said, They want answers. I said, So today, I will dedicate the second half of our program to questions and answers. So, my dear Linda, would you write this down on the board where people can email to you Okay. with their questions? We'll take questions from the Internet. Over here. Over here. There you go. We'll take questions from the Internet today, so write them out in English, please. (laughs) Write them out. Make sure they make sense. Make sure they're less than one page. And make sure it's a question, not a statement. We'll take questions today. Actually, I do love questions and answers, but there's so much to talk about. I have so much to talk about, it's difficult to allocate the time. But today, as a special Christmas bonus for all your hard work, you get my abuse. (laughs) Secondly, today – I've not done this before, but can Today's I notes, Could we announce that? Oh, yeah, yes, please. Okay. So
1: the address is speak.angels at gmail.com.
0: And anybody can send a question Anybody. And my Any question. is you live
1: want. and anticipating.
0: Ready to go. Yes, it is. So would you repeat that once again?
1: Speak – S-P-E-A-K – dot – angels – A-N-G-E-L-S – at gmail.
0: And we can get a nice camera shot of that. I love being producer here. Sorry, Jean. (laughs) So, number two. We've not done this in the past, but I'm going to dedicate (gasps) …
1: Lovely! Oh no! It tipped
0: over on the Sedona Journal. (laughs) Oh no! Well, that's too … I noticed there's a lot of prominent channelers on here. Hmm. Let's see, Cauldre. Where's your picture? There's Lee Carroll. Steve Rother, Pepper Lewis, but Caldra, your picture is not on there.
1: Oh. I
0: wonder why not. I don't oh. see any articles boy from you in huh? here. Perhaps, bad boy, just perhaps, bad somebody boy. doesn't like damas. They don't want bad boys. <laughs> so. Has put that under the Christmas tree. <laughs> uh, and it was a total accident knocking over this uh, swill. Uh, speaking of swill today, speaking of swill, let's break open some wine. It's Christmas, it's the holidays, and why not? So, please, uh, to the staff. Uh, the good wine, not the cheap stuff for the dance later. The good wine, and you won't know it any w- later anyway. The good stuff in the back. There, are, I believe there's some bottles back there.
1: Oh, let me oblige you. And I have to
0: say, not, not good. Good stuff. It is. And by the way, bring up you more mean, than one. This is not a Jewish you wedding mean that here. a case thing. <laughs> yeah. But. but But, I mean, look what happened to Jesus. He went to the wedding. They just had one little bowl, and they ran out quickly. He had to take water and do a little transformation. We are Chambra. We have plenty of wine for today. Yeah, so break it out. The glasses, the the wine. And, And sorry, it's not French wine, but it will do. I know what I'll do. I'll wave my hand over it and pretend that it's French wine. We'll just pretend. So, Chamber, while the, the wine is coming out, being prepared, yay!
1: Staff is looking to accommodate you.
0: Off my stage. <laughs> Next. I have not done this before, but I'd like to take this opportunity in this special shout about being life designers, being illuminated designers. Th- that's what you're doing. Your whole life is a, is a design. It's a beautiful design. I would like to dedicate this shout, its energies, its hopes, its potentials, to somebody with the initials LH in the South. You know exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> exactly who I'm talking about. Uh, because, LH, you are going through so much of what everybody else is experiencing, but you're going to an extreme. You're doing it big. And remember, When it is the darkest, drink wine. (laughs) Remember also that, as so many of you already know, in this clearing process, in letting go. Thank you, my dear, uh, 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 my dear. Mm. Mm. And a real gentleman doesn't place his sweaty lips all over your hands. It just comes close. So. Cheers. (laughs) Uh, cheers. <laughs> so, uh, and I'll wait for you to get yours. We'll, we'll have a sh- uh, the first real Chamber cheer at a shout as soon as you get yours. Is this okay?
1: Sure.
0: Sure, sure. <laughs> and this whole clearing out process, uh, you have to understand that you get into this human condition, by design, of course, but then you forget that you designed it. You get into this human condition, there comes a point. As hard as it is, it's time to do some releasing, what you might call clearing. It's letting go of the identity, and it seems like death. It it seems like the darkest of the dark. It's actually not. That is an illusion. It is the greatest blessing and gift you can give yourself, to release yourself from the stuck energies of an identity that served you up to now, but there's something far grander created by you the designer, you the designer of your life. It's interesting because you're life designers and you do it in a, in a very interesting way. You segment yourself. You take this essence of you and then you slice off parts and pieces, or, or you, uh, you release, you let go of parts and pieces. A Part of you is here in the human experience. It is grand. If you forget about things like death or th- things about forgetting why you're here, if you could eliminate those, you could really dance to this life experience. But you placed, as a designer, you placed these things there this thing called death, this thing uh, called illness, uh, uh, poverty, or, or lack in there as part of this whole life design. Now you're pissed at yourself about it. <laughs> but it's been embedded there after many, many, many lifetimes and experiences. So you're in that process of releasing, or maybe it's not really releasing. Maybe it's actually accepting. Isn't it the same? Isn't the total acceptance a release of what you thought the design should look like, of what uh, the, the life that that design kind of took on its own, and now you're bringing that design back? You've been brilliant in putting this veil together that that keeps you from absolutely remembering. But the veil is an illusion. It's thin, thin, thin. As Andra will say, it's a half a breath away. But are you willing to take that half a breath? Are you willing to really be so bold and courageous? Because everything will change when you do. The humans have. Um, sewn into the fabric of, of their creation, the, this thing about resisting change. This thing is saying, I just want to do human a little better, but are you really willing to change? Uh, it gets down to, as we talked about in Frankfurt in Dreamwalker Life, it gets down to everything. Relationships, jobs, sense of your identity – not self-worth, but identity uh, – even your health, everything. Are you really willing to go beyond that identity? The identity will not go out of existence. It will just take on a different reality anchor in your life, in your design. We're going to talk about reality anchors today. So your life design has been brilliant in so many different ways. You like to think that you have this thing called a soul. And even we 're going to go beyond that in this next year, beyond the soul, uh, absolutely because that was one of the steps or stepping stones, but what you have that maybe you 've been calling your soul is your wisdom, your wisdom. your wisdom is right here right here it 's in it 's right here and here, and even <laughs> Are those genuine Egyptian <laughs> souls? <laughs> what are those things? Colorado, <laughs> Egypt. <laughs> Colorado Egyptian. <laughs> so, um, where was I, David? <laughs> I get so confused. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Well oh yeah. So, you create this. Uh, you created even this thing called a soul. It's part of the life design to segment it. It's really just your wisdom. Your wisdom. Wisdom is the result of the distillation of your experiences – squeezing out the best of the best. Not focusing on the drama and trauma and the negative of your experiences, but like taking an orange and squeezing the juice out of it. Squeezing the wisdom, and that's what a soul is. And it never really was up there. Stop that. It never (laughs) really… Oh, there's somebody up there. <laughs> Come out. Oh. So there never really was a soul. There never really was. There's never this grand golden angel. We've used those terms because it's part of the evolution, part of the spiral, but now we even go beyond that into your wisdom, your true wisdom, the distillation of your experiences. I love the word distill – to refine, to bring down to the essence, to have the alchemy of consciousness. It's interesting that in our KeyHawk Project right now – thank you – in our KeyHawk Project we're working with distillation, and, and I'm actually getting more resistance than what I thought. Uh, the Kihakers were supposed to be journaling – half of them weren't. Said they were, but they weren't. The other half would write pages and pages and pages and become preoccupied, obsessed and almost addicted to their journaling, writing, writing from the mind, writing about every little detail that nobody ever cares about, even their soul, their wisdom, a kind of going on in a mental um, uh, burst with all these words – thank you – you have to be quick. You have to know when they're taking a picture of you. You never know when they're going to be taking that shot. Nothing worse than a bad picture on Facebook. <laughs> should be banned. Should be made illegal. I don't know. I've seen some, not yours. Yours lovely, lovely outfit today. Yes, yes. Wonderful time we had in Frankfurt. I mean, in uh, Egypt. Yes. So many great outfits. Oh great people <laughs> So I love this distill because it's, it's bringing it down to its essence. So the keyhawkers have been, have been uh, asked to distill in their journals – supposed to be journaling three times a week. It's good. Get you in connection with yourself. Next I ask them to distill it 25 words or less three times a week, and they're having a hard time. Now, I would think that'd be easy. If your teacher said, write a term paper of 2,500 words or 25 words, which would you pick? 25! Most would think, but yet they're having a hard time writing about themselves in a distilled process. But I'm asking them to do that – sorry, keyhawkers – I'm asking them to do it. Where are we on the wine? Oh it's being pre- oh great great let me know when it's ready cuz I'm waiting rather impatiently for mine <laughs> We put it back here if somebody wants it. Oh no 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 that's that not has nothing to do with if they want it pass it out <laughs> pass it pass it out yeah sure <laughs> there's We'll have them pass it out too
1: Wait 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 there there's I a Don't
0: care <laughs> There's
1: a regulation that says they can come and get it
0: They're buying … What do I say about rules and laws it's not yours
1: just what? Are, is
0: this on the internet or something? Oh. Yes. <laughs> uh, so if you'd like some
1: wine, please, it's available if you, if you want it.
0: Please. I'll do it if I have to. Would you stop? Thank you. Thank you. Let's just do this. Let's just do this. Thank you. You buy. All these rules, all these laws, all these – oh, my gosh. We're going to talk about today that today – life designing. Sorry. They're not going to get drunk, they'll just get a little giddy. (laughs) It'll make my channel, my answers much better, (laughs) much better. (laughs) We'll be dancing in the aisles. So, distilling. Distilling is taking – without words, please – how much talking is necessary to Drink wine. We had a <laughs> wonderful example on the boat on the Nile one night. Remember, we're sitting outdoors in a beautiful surrounding. The sun was setting, the boat floating gently down the Nile. I stood up for my presentation, as I do, and looked out at the audience, 108 chambro from all around the world. But something was wrong. Something was dreadfully wrong. There was no aisle down the middle. How am I supposed to walk around if there's no aisle down the middle? The chairs were all bunched together. Now, not blaming anyone for that rudeness. I said, "Chamba, let's try something here. Let's do something." Get out of the mind. Take a deep breath. Breathe deeply. We are going to do something without talking. With not a single word, and we're going to do it in less than 1 minute. Now, you have to understand we're on a boat outdoors. uh, There wasn't much room at either side. But I said, we're going to create an aisle this wide down the middle. Do it. Without a single word, in far less than one minute, an aisle appeared, and it was absolutely straight – other than one chair at the front – it was absolutely straight. That was an example that those who were on the trip hopefully will never forget. It was done smoothly and easily. No blah blah. No talking. No discussion. No brain. It happened like magic. The Isle suddenly appeared. An example of what it's like when you get out of your mind. take a deep breath, you imagine it, and therefore it is done. So now that the wine is getting distributed, Glass for Linda, please.
1: Of course.
0: Absolutely. We can't have any before. Oh, she'll take the red.
1: No, no, they, they already figured oh, out. What you, oh, yeah, yeah. good, good. They take care of me. I'm so,
0: keep... Shambra, today we're going to talk about, about life design. Let's take a deep breath with that. Life design and other things. Dreamwalker, life. Dreamwalker life in Frankfurt. It was truly an experience. It was one of those new energy experiences. When you're at a loss for words, or how to describe things, just say new energy. <laughs> it was. A, we do. It was. It was an amazing experience, and one of the um, one of the main points, the very simple, easy point, was when Kathumi was giving his talk, his presentation. Beautiful, beautiful presentation about his life after enlightenment, after he'd gone through his mental breakdown, laying in bed for nearly two years, finally getting up one day and deciding he's going to live. Now this is a bit of a challenge, because most of the Ascended Masters – nine 9,000 or so ones who ascended – have their enlightenment and within days, maybe weeks, Maybe a year or two they leave the physical body. It is, has been too difficult to stay in this dense environment with enlightenment. It is very difficult to put up with mass consciousness. Uh, very difficult to be in this solid mass hurts the body. very difficult on the consciousness. and uh, many of the ascended masters feel like they are being sucked back out of enlightenment, even though that wouldn 't have happened, but there is a kind of a waterboarding effect. You just feel like it's going to happen. So many of them left. Not Katumi. He walked the earth for many, many, many years after his enlightenment, and he told the story of what he did after he left. He gave this advice to Shambhra. so simple, so brilliant. He said, it's as easy – oh, and Andra was going to understand this – simplicity, this distillation, this wisdom, uh, cheers. 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 ah, cheers to a new year. 2012. Oh, boy. <laughs> so he said it's very simple, distilling it down to the essence. He said it is simple for any of you saying, yes, I am enlightened. Not I want to be enlightened, not I'm going to be enlightened, not someday, maybe, I have to study for it. I am enlightened. That's it. That's it. You can quit now. I am enlightened, because the moment you say it, it starts happening. The moment you feel it, it starts attracting those energies. Suddenly, as you you feel it – yes, I am enlightened – you start to believe it, you start to live it. Everybody else believes it. You just walk out on the street and start telling people, Edith, yes, I am enlightened. But you say it in that kind of voice, yes, I am enlightened, kind of uh, nonchalant. Uh, yes, I'm enlightened, like aren't you? <laughs> and they believe it, Edith. They believe it. And suddenly they're in awe and they want to know, how did you do it? You take a deep breath. <laughs> Facebook. That's. Enlightenment. <laughs> you say to them, Edith. You say, I chose it. Uh-huh. What else happens after that doesn't matter. Whether they end up, thank you. Whether they end up in, whether they end up in the crimson circle on their own, some other group dead on, a, on the new earth. I, it doesn't matter. But you say, I chose it. And then I backed away. I got the hell out of my way so the enlightenment could be with me, rather than worrying about every little detail. Where should I go on the internet? What group should I belong to? What should I study? doesn't matter. The moment you choose it, it becomes. It just starts happening. It just starts creating itself. Now, here's where you get into trouble, and here's our lesson in life designing. Adamus. (laughs) A-S-I-D. I like that. I like that on my business card. Of course, I don't have a business card because they didn't give me one. But maybe now. Poor you. It's hard being me. <laughs> so here's here's part of this life design process. Your life design is absolutely brilliant. I'm saying what? <laughs> That's absolutely brilliant how you've segmented yourself, partitioned yourself, forgotten part of yourself, and therefore experienced yourself. It's been absolutely brilliant. Brilliant. So brilliant that this thing that we call wisdom, the soul, the essence, is part of that life design with you, working with you right now, even though you're going, I don't know, I haven't talked to my soul (laughs) ever doesn't respond to my many, many requests and demands. I haven't won the lottery. I am getting a little bit older, so I don't understand this whole soul thing. Look at the life design, and you're actually in cahoots with it. You're part of it. But there are elements that reach beyond what your consciousness is aware of, and that is a good thing. Thank God that's a good thing. If it was the human self the limited awareness, human self running everything, right now you would be a seven-year-old with a lot of toys and the fastest bike in the neighborhood. <laughs> you would have stopped right there. That would have been it, because your human self controlling everything and that, said, that's, that's it for a seven-year-old – toys, uh, Xbox or whatever you call these things. No rules from the parents. Uh, free run of the house. Parents are actually serving you, waiting on you hand and foot, which is the way it is these days. Anyway, a fast bike better than anybody else's. Remember that when you were about that age? That was it. That was the pinnacle. That, that, that was it. You didn't contemplate spiritual qualities. You didn't look at things like uh, your life experience. You were very much in the moment but very much in limited awareness the good news is you have you have had this life design plan going on with your wisdom and your wisdom said no you're not going to have the fastest bike because it's not part of this beautiful plan the mm. life design that you are part of you're not a puppet to it at all you're part of it you're an active part But that life design plan said, we're going to keep going. We're going to get into third grade and fourth grade and graduate, go to college. We're going to do all these things. Why? Part of the experience. Part of the grand experience of life, part of sensuality. Also, part of life, an important part of life, because this life, as Tobias said, is like no other. This life is not just an extension of your past lives, not just another progression of your past lives. It is not. I said in Frankfurt – and some actually took offense to it – I said, your past lives are not you. They're not. They're not at all. Get over it. None of them are important. Half of them are fabricated. Half of them are machio crap. They really are. The other half, you just uh, relate to the uh, archetypical energies of of Yeshua or Moses or uh, Cleopatra or Mary Magdalene or whatever. They're real, but they're not real. In other words, they're they're an active part of this whole experience that you're having. But there's this thing that the human, the the, the, the limited human does, says, "I was Mary Magdalene," to try to give yourself some Uh, worth, I guess? Well, yes, you were part of Mary Magdalene, a little part, along with a lot of others, but you weren't Mary Magdalene. You're not Mary Magdalene. You're not your past lives. They're the cousins of your soul. They're your brothers or sisters or cousins, but they're not you. And the sooner you can let that go, the sooner you're going to free yourself, unburden yourself, get over their crap. Some of them are still out there, these past past lives, traumatized, active, looking for a new residence, looking for a new house – you. They haven't haven't freed themselves, and the soul in its brilliance is allowing them to do that. You say, well, that's really dumb of the soul. Why doesn't the soul call them back, make them come back? Well, you can't. A Creator cannot force his or her creations to come back. You can only invite them back. So, there's a lot of these past life aspects out there trauma, terrorized, uh, walking the earth in kind of a night walk type of thing. But they're not you. That's the amazing thing. They are not you. They're another expression of your soul. So, they're related. But take, for example, do you, do you feel that you're just an extension of your cousins? No, you're totally different. You're unique. You're you. Up until this lifetime, there was a definite link between lifetimes. Uh, there, where there was a type of progression, but then in the brilliance of the life plan, the life design of the soul, it says, I'm going to create an expression of myself that's different. That's not just another lifetime. Why? Why? Well, because it got tired of doing the other life, so it just realized it needed something to set itself free. The soul, you, you realize that you are the standard for all those other past lives, for all the other humans, for yourself. You're the point of integration of yourself. You're the point of enlightenment for yourself, not those other lifetimes. Even if you were Buddha. Not that lifetime. This lifetime right here. You are the point of integration. You are, as Tobias said years ago, the designated Ascendee of yourself, of your soul. And in order to do so, your soul comes in here to join you. Your wisdom arrives. Your wisdom arrives. That's all it is. It's not this great big fluffy angel being – sorry, Bonnie uh, (laughs) – It is your wisdom comes in from the other realms – it's not even the other realms, it's just an imaginary block – but absorbs in to your body of consciousness. It arrives, and in doing so, something interesting happens. You become the standard for these other past lives of that soul. You become the example. You, by example, help set them free. Not that you're going to go around with a knife cutting their chains or their ropes that bind them, but your example will release those ropes. You release, you could say, some energy of your soul, your wisdom. You release yourself of that burden thinking you were your past lives, and in doing so you integrate all of that energy, all of the consciousness it is squished and, and distilled into wisdom which arrives. Wisdom arrives for you. You are life designers, brilliant life designers. Brilliant. And and how you put this together, you doubt yourself so often. And this next year you're going to learn more than anything. Let go of that doubt. You're going to see how you are also ASID, illuminated designers of life. The difference is now is you're able to open your eyes and start seeing this. You're able to get out of your head, which would have been very difficult to do uh, 20 years ago. We're doing it now. You're doing it now, getting out of the mind allowing it to happen. The difference is you've gone through human hell, you've gone through the difficult stuff Couldn't have gotten much more difficult, correct, LH? Couldn't have gotten much more difficult. So now what's left? Enjoy life. What the hell? Why not? Let go of the rules. Let go of all those things that would have bound you before. Brilliant life designers. Brilliant in putting yourself right here, right now, and there's nothing you need to do. That's the brilliant part. Nothing you need to do. No mantras, no chanting, no crystals. No well, take, Just go through every page here. Just read that. None of that. <laughs> None of that at all. No readings, no anything. You take a deep breath. You realize you, you are a life designer. You realize that this is all natural, all natural. We've talked about it many times – you're walking backwards through time to experience how you got enlightenment. And now you just take a deep breath and say, Yes, I am enlightened. Yeah, you have to say it with a bit of an attitude, some acting. Yes, I I am enlightened. Yes, I'm enlightened. Yes, I'm enlightened. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yo. Yes, I'm enlightened. And suddenly you say it with a smile and a laugh. Suddenly it changes everything – the energy, the amount of wisdom that comes in, the reunion or the reconnection between the human self and the wisdom. And it comes in and says, wow, glad to hear you finally admit you're enlightened. You're no longer on the path. You're no longer striving for enlightenment. You no longer care. It's just, yeah, I'm enlightened. Why not? Let's enjoy life. Oh, I thought you were trying to fondle me. (laughs) So, so Shaumbra, a deep breath with that. And speaking of that, next lifetime – so we're talking about life designing here – next lifetime. What's it going to be? Oh, I can feel you say, what do you mean next lifetime? This is it? Hey! No more next lifetime. I thought that's what the Crimson Circle was about. It was the exit door. Adios and farewell. Nice being here. Glad to be gone. Gaia, have fun down there with all the rest of them. I'm out of here." Really? Really? Uh, you could make that choice. But I don't think this is what your wisdom is thinking. Well, your wisdom is not thinking, but feeling. I don't think it's what you're going to feel next year. Why? Because you're going to start to realize next lifetime. When I say that, you go into, oh, my God, being born again. What am I going to look like? How smart am I going to be? How much money am I going to have in my pocket? Am I going to have those same goddamn parents I've had for the last five (laughs) lifetimes? Not them again! And the brothers and sisters, why do I keep coming back? Maybe they're coming back to you. (laughs) Next lifetime. What if it's totally different? (laughs) <laughs> Until you are one that enjoys every day. And, and here's, here's a hint. The Ascended Masters are, are coming back now, and they're coming back in physical body, but they're coming back different. What if you could come back in physical body by choice, choosing your parents, your situation, but not dumb human choices, not I'm going to win the Bleep lottery choices. That's a dumb choice. That's the dumbest choice I ever heard from a human. I'm going to win, I need to win the lottery. You're going to waste your energy, my energy, on wanting to win the lottery. That's stupid. Sorry for all of you who stopped at the gas station today on the way up and you're (laughs) sorry. That is stupid. Why? You're wishing and hoping. You're in mass consciousness when you're playing the lottery. You're you're competing with everybody else, who are all desperate schmucks trying to wa- It's true. I'm sorry. They get so off. Af- Not they. They get so off. Af- Not all of you. Uh, two of you got offended when I said that. But More it's than true. true. Let's. Uh, I, I say we're gonna we're gonna increase clarity. We're gonna turn up the temperature. We're going to call Machio when we see it. So, where was it? Oh, uh, lottery. Dumb. Mm. Your soul, your wisdom doesn't care. It actually is got a good design. It knows that you're going to self-destruct with three million dollars. You are. You're going to self-destruct. You're just going to intensify any feeding that people are doing on you right now. You think they're feeding now? You haven't seen these octopuses <laughs> put their arms around you until you've got three million dollars. Then you're going to wonder if you know what to do with it. You're going to make the worst investments in the world, but fun. fun, fun for about a year. I <laughs> a, just a couple more. <laughs> then you're going to make the worst investments because you're going to put your money in some scheme. Now thinking that you're amazingly brilliant, when I mean, you should be putting your investment where? Yeah. In yourself. Thank you. And that's the last place you put it. And then you're going to go buy some ridiculous things, but that's good actually – sports cars, a few other things like that. But because you really don't love yourself, then you're going to crash the sports car and you're going to, your house will burn down and all this other stuff, and you're not going to have three million dollars. You're going to be in debt filing for bankruptcy, and you're going to be mad at who? Uh, Me! <laughs> Absolutely! Me And you're going to say – we go through this every night in your dreams. Every night we go through these arguments, these – let me call them discussions. You're going to be mad at me. You're going to say, why didn't you tell me? You're supposed to be a prophet. Do I look like a prophet? (laughs) 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 Eh, No, I'm not a prophet. I will make one prediction for next year. Everybody's in on the prediction thing. Profound prediction for next year, for 2012 so much hype about this. By the way, so much hype about 2012. Reach in, get some of that energy, because there's a lot of it out there. It's chaos energy. It's wacko energy. But there's a lot of it. Breathe in. Reach in. Grab some of that. Bring it into your life for something you want to do. Bring it in for you, Uh, not to win the lottery, but just don't worry about the lottery. The energy's going to be there. Reach in and grab some, because there's a lot out there. Prediction for next year. 100 percent guaranteed to come true, things are going to change. (laughs) You don't need to read this – I'm holding the back – you don't need to read that or anything else or even anything I say – I'm picking on everybody – things are going to change next year. You say, what changes? Well, tell me what's going to (sighs) happen. Lindsay Lohan's going to go into rehab. Kim Kardashian's going to get engaged <laughs> to a girl and, and … Yeah, yeah, it goes on and on. Who cares? Things are going to change next year. They're going to intensify. They're going to get more chaotic. They're going to get uh, bigger. Uh, they're gonna get, it's going to be a challenging year for a lot of people who are really stuck, people who are stuck, because the energies coming in in 2012 are the energy of change. It was predicted from a long time ago. It's called the year of change. Change isn't bad. Change can be great. You change your clothes every day, that's a good thing. Change is not all bad. I <laughs> uh, thought that was funny. <laughs> maybe they don't. I... So, back to the point. Your next lifetime, what if the next lifetime maybe wasn't even totally physical? What if you could be here when you wanted to? You didn't go through birthing, you followed. The Tobias example. You didn't go through the birthing. What, what if you weren't even resident here? What if you did as I do? I just take up with a dog once in a while, <laughs> uh, a real dog, not a not, … You know, and, and uh, they let me hitchhike along with them, a bird once in a great while, never fish, and, uh, and, or I'll manifest the illusion of a physical human being for a couple of days. A couple of days is about all I can tolerate, then I start getting headaches and nauseous and realize, oh, I'm acting so human, and then I I evaporate that illusion. (laughs) But what if you could do that? Be here when you wanted. Simultaneously, at the same time, be on New Earth, frolicking through the woods, swimming with dolphins. Why not? Great dolphins on New Earth. You put them there. Floating on clouds. You always wanted to do that. New Earth, you can. You just float along on a cloud. <laughs> oh, if they could only see me back in my hometown. I'm <laughs> wow, just floating, just floating. What, what if you went and just created, you know, your own little universe? doesn't have to be big, doesn't have to be quite as big as this one, and you just created that. What if you could do all of those things simultaneously? in your next lifetime? What if you were never stuck with anything? Never, What if you had this next lifetime and there wasn't the word or the feeling or even the awareness of doubt? It just wasn't even your awareness. Somebody came up to you and said, ah, I doubt this. You're like, I don't know what that means. Never heard of the word doubt, and they tried to explain it. I still don't know what it means. Totally foreign to me. What if this is your next lifetime? Any way you want. Doesn't life here offer some amazing, amazing things? Aren't the good days really good and the bad days (laughs) really good? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Yeah. Isn't it great to just touch another human? Or touch yourself. <laughs> Take a walk in the woods. When we had a our, one of our recent discussions with Shambhara, I said, "Well, what what do you love to do?" It was it was simply beautiful. Walk in the woods with my horse and my dog. Uh, cook. That was a big one. I don't know what was with that group. They all wanted to cook. Is cooking turn you on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it should. It should. It's sensual. It's central. First, you get to every central experience, you get to smell it and see it and hear it. You get to then eat it. And then you get to eliminate it. What an experience <laughs> of, of being a human. I say all of this, Shaumbra, because next year is going to be a year of changes, but welcome, absolutely welcome changes for you. For you. Perhaps not for a lot of others who are still wound up a little bit too tight, a little bit too, too mental, a little bit too much in a very old restrictive energy, still trying to figure it out. And here you come along, just say, yes, I'm enlightened. I'm enlightened because I chose it. So next year, amazing energies for you, to breathe them in. Don't get caught in the drama the headlines, the uh, conspiracy. You're going to hear more conspiracy next year than ever. Everything's going to be a conspiracy. It all kind of is, but it's a dumb conspiracy. And I said before, people at the head of governments, I'm sorry, but they're not bright enough to really carry out a good conspiracy to take over the world. First of all, why would you want to? Why would you want to? What do you get when you take over the world? It's bankrupt, there's a lot of disease, there's a lot of wars, and starving, starving people, dumb people. There's a lot of that out there. So you're going to hear a lot of conspiracies. Oh, you're going to hear them about me? I love them. I love them. It's just energy. You're going to hear them about Shambra. Shambra, don't you know somebody right now – I know you're there – is watching and taking notes about this group? And what they do when they extract little pieces of what's said here, publish it on the internet, talk about (laughs) all, talk about all the secret things going on here. Hello, how secret can it be? Camera pans over. When we're on the internet, when we're broadcasting, you didn't even have to have a big secret code to get in. We're here, so put down your pen. This isn't anything back panning over the audience, anything but a group of very loving, very spiritual and absolutely enlightened humans. Call that a conspiracy. I call it the grandest thing on Earth. So yes. … <laughs> I have five minutes for my next topic before we talk about … before we take questions. Are we getting any questions? Oh, yeah. Are we oh, getting yeah. any comments?
1: Uh, no, just lots of questions. You just have to help me know, do you want real personal ones, or do you want broader perspective ones? Because there's a lot oh, I to I like the from.
0: personal ones. Those are good. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Is there any email from Joe at Conspiracy.com? <laughs> <laughs> F you, Adamas, F you. <laughs> Oh, dear Shaumbra, I had so much fun in Frankfurt. You were all there one way or the other. We celebrated life in a way that only you can do. I, I mean that seriously. This other group, that wanted I me mean. uh, Only you can do, because you're not looking for a guru. You're not looking for uh, all sorts of structures. You're anti-structure, which is good. We can really move. Next year it's going to be soaring. Uh, We're just – we're going to – we, you are going to take yourself to a new level next year. So next point. Very important. Uh, Would you mind writing or are you busy there? No,
1: no. I'm just perusing.
0: Next point. Very important uh, for next year. Okay. Okay. This year was the year of reordering. We started out early in the year with our message, our discussion about reordering.
1: Sir, could we say one more time that if you want to send in a question, you can send it to speak, S-P-E-A-K dot. Angels, A-N-G-E-L-S, at gmail.com.
0: Got it. Good. Now, we talked last year about, uh, this year, about reordering. Reordering means that you are changing the way you are focused or centered into external things around you: gravity, polarity, duality, electromagnetics, mag- regular magnetics, light, and energy being the primary ones. You are connected into all of these things. Uh, You've made the choice to get connected into them, because those connections with those primary elements allow you to have an experience in the physical reality. They've kept you in this this kind of a a hologram. They've kept you focused, but they've also kept you uh, limited part of the life design. So, this last year was about saying you're going to allow yourself to reorient into these uh, various conditions. Why? Because they were changing anyway. Why? Because your consciousness is changing. So it was basically you allowing yourself to readjust into magnetics, gravity, energy, light, earth air, water, all these things. Ultimately, it had an effect on your DNA. DNA is not what it was a year ago. Uh, Tobias asked a number of years ago somebody to go to be a a human guinea pig and get their DNA tested and then ten years later get it tested again. Unfortunately, I don't think anybody did, but if you had, even if you a year ago had your DNA analyzed had it reanalyzed, it would be markedly different. Be different than what it is right now. It's happening – not to many humans – but it's happening because you're allowing it to. Now, in the reordering process, you change the way you're focused into or adjusted on things. It's like taking a beam of light and changing the focus, the intensity, the amount of energy needed to drive that light. Where the light hits, how big the light hits. So you've changed your focus or your orientation. You did it with actually a minimal amount of what you would call side effect – getting ill, going crazy, (laughs) uh, having things happen to your body, rashes and other ailments. Many of you have gone to the doctor with the old what's wrong with me ticket. The doctor said, we can't find anything we can't find anything, or they just thought, yeah, we'll, we'll give them something. Here Here's some medications for <laughs> what's <laughs> up here. <laughs> I thought that was good. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with you physically. So you, you've gone through a lot of changes, gotten through it pretty gracefully. Now we go to the next level this next year. You have what are called reality anchors. Boom! Reality anchors. These are coming from the inside, not the outside. Last year was the outside, but these are your reality anchors. You have tens, thousands, who knows, millions of reality anchors. Your five senses are a big part of the reality anchor. You have a certain way of looking at things – hearing things, smelling things, touching, tasting things. These are all anchors that put you – I'm going to draw a picture now, thank you – These are all, thank you. Thank you. So, these are all ways for you to anchor your reality, yourself. It keeps you in what you would call a focus, It, it keeps you in a dimension. It allows you to stay kind of in here with only slight shifting back and forth. And I'm done, dear Linda. These reality anchors are the way your furniture is arranged in your room. It's not feng shui. It's a reality anchor. You know you, desi- you put it there or it was put there for you. Whether you think about it every day, there's a certain pattern or, or organization to all these things. As you're going through building the new place, you saying, well, let's put the chair here and the bookcase here. These become reality anchors, and while they seem insignificant, actually they're not at all. Because if somebody walks in and moves that chair about one inch, <laughs> you may not notice it right away with your eyes or in your mind, but there's going to be an uneasy sense in that room. What's wrong with this room? I need to sage or I need to call on a feng shui expert. No. It was your anchor got shifted off a little bit. You anchor with things like your vehicle, your car. Sometimes sad to give up a, a ca- old car, get a new one. It was an anchor. Now, you quickly adapt that new anchor into your life. Your emotions are a huge reality anchor. Your emotions. Your anger, your happiness, your laughter, your imbalances – your imbalances believe it or not, even though they sound imbalanced, are are, are very balanced. They're they're anchored exactly where you put them. The imbalanced emotions aren't wobbling and wavering and all what you would call imbalance. They're very stuck. They're pillars that you call imbalance, but they're there. They're anchors. Your earlier life experience are anchors. Your schools that you went to, the teachers – all of these are ways of perceiving reality. All of these are ways of staying in that perception of reality. Humans don't like to move those anchors, but dear Shambra, what do pirates think about anchors on their boats? argh Anchors are for sissies, <laughs> a good pirate would say. Anchors are for those who don't want to go anywhere, a good pirate would say. So this next year is going to be about releasing the reality anchor. Instead of replacing it with, thank you, instead of replacing it with another anchor, something that's going to keep you held down it's going to be replaced with a sensor. Think in terms of digital computers or whatever. A sensing mechanism, you could say almost like a sensing arm, that goes out. But always shifting. An Anchor grabs on to the earth and holds on for dear life while everything tries to shift it. The waters, the wind, everything else. These sensors, the reality sensors, actually are going to be probes for you they're going to they're going to sense the environment uh, your your situation your reality they're going to provide you with feedback but not up through here it's going to be in here feeling feedback sensory feedback about about different potentials your reality sensors are going to they're going to replace the eyes in many ways You're going to replace the eyes and some of your other physical senses or, uh, let's say, be in addition to. They're going to sense different things that may attract you, experiences. They'll also give you um, warning, heads up, about certain things you're not going to want to encounter. Your reality sensors are going to be co-managed by you and your wisdom, you and your soul. Wisdom is coming in right now. It wants to play. It wants wants something to do, so it's going to be part of creating these reality sensors. One of the biggest symbols you're going to notice for this year is your hand, because that's going to be the simple uh, symbol, reminder of the reality sensors. You're going to start getting some nice, wonderful heat sensations and nice tingling, positive tingling, not numb tingling, positive tingling in your hands. These are going to be symbolic of your reality sensors. These are not THE reality sensors, but they're going to remind you at all times. We're taking away the anchors, the reality anchors. You even had reality anchors into potentials, into tomorrow. You throw them out there. You plant them there and say, this is the potential that uh, we're going to experience. Blow that one away. Next year, and from henceforth, is going to be different, because you were choosing potentials based on the past, based on what's come up until now. Limiting yourself, thinking, when I say, for instance, what's your next lifetime going to be like? And you go, oh! Not again. Well, hold it. Take that reality anchor away. That anchor was physical body, limitations, crap from other people. So. You eliminate that, and you put out you put out your reality sensor instead, sensing what could life be without anchoring into things like science or math or anything else. In other words, imagining what could life be? Could you be on New Earth, frolicking on a cloud? Could you be uh, here on Earth, full time, part time, anytime? It can be anything, so these sensors go out, but these need to start coming away. Time to pull them up. Time to set sail into the changes that are coming around next year. We're going to talk more about reality anchors uh, throughout the year. I'm going to remind you when you've got them planted, I'm going to remind you that even when you tell me that they're gone, I can still see when you're hiding them in the back room, in the closet. Why? Because they're comfortable. Because they're familiar. Because you know when a storm comes up that you know you can, you can find a safe harbor. You can set that anchor down. But, dear chambre, what do they tell you when a hurricane's coming up and you got a boat at the dock? What do they tell you? To throw a few more anchors out? No, to head into the storm. And that's where we're going to go next year, heading into the storm. Why not? Why not? So. so, with that, let's take questions and answers. Now we'll play a little game with this. Linda's going to read the question, and we're all going to feel into the answer. Of course, I will do the answering, but we're all going to feel into it, because you already know the answer. The person who sent the email is already going to know the answer. And by the way, yes, we'll take a few from this group as well. But we want to acknowledge all the wonderful beings who are listening in online. I know sometimes you feel that you're out there on your own, but you're not. You're right here with us. So let go of your reality anchor that you're at your internet, on your computer. Come on and join us right here.
1: Okay. Most of these are very personal questions. What, what doesn't matter. Doesn't Just matter. at okay. random doesn't matter.
0: Okay. Doesn't matter.
1: Okay. Random. Yes. Question. What else do I need to do to finally heal and release the psoriasis I'm experiencing on my hands? I've eliminated many foods, which has helped but never healed 100%. Why can't I release or get past this experience when I
0: choose to? Sure. Good. Good question, because you all have some psoriasis or something in your life, uh, some little condition, please talk to it. Uh, Talk to it. Uh, What what is this condition trying to tell you? It will answer it. Uh, It will answer you. Generally, it's one of a number of things. It's a, a method for releasing some very toxic energy that's been built up in your body. And far better to have a little psoriasis in the hands rather than to have some very deadly terminal disease. True? True. True. So, uh, part of it is a way of releasing. Now at a certain point you do have to say, what is still releasing and why is this taking a long time? Why am I continuing to keep that slow process? Why not just release it all? Why not just say, yes, I'm enlightened? uh, Psoriasis can't hang around too long with enlightenment. There's no place for it. The other thing is I just mentioned hands, so part of it also, for all of you, your hands are going to intensify. You're going to notice even changes in your fingernails, changes in uh, whether they're warm. A lot of you have cold hands – not you, sir. Warm hands. Warm hands. I just wanted to shake your hand. A lot of you have cold hands they're going to warm up and then you're going to be wondering why they're so warm. Is there something wrong with you? Do you need to go to a doctor? No. It's your reality sensor, the reminder of it at work, out there. So, But more than anything, when you have a rash or a lot of you have, still have stomach issues, because – just to keep it simple – a lot of you are still holding on to some SES issues in your life. In other words, you're letting people feed from you and you're still playing the victim. Your stomach is telling you. The stomach is where this SES is. The stomach is telling you, love yourself. Love yourself. You cannot battle the SES virus, but you can love yourself, and the stomach problems go away. There is no doctor – there's one doctor, maybe a few – there are very few doctors on the earth right now that know how to diagnose chambra. Very few. Very few. And I hope this is an inspiration. Nay, it will be an inspiration for your show with Dr. Doug. Let's get down to – let's go past the medical. Let's talk about what's really going on. The way doctors diagnose things right now is mental. It's it's very limited. It's not wrong. It's limited. What you're going through right now is very different than anything that's been written in a medical textbook, so why not use this existing show? could we have the door opened a little bit? You're generating a lot of heat in here. Very hot. Uh, perhaps over here for a moment back there. Oof. So what a great platform for truly and I'll come on the show, even though Caldera says I'm not going to channel anymore on the air. That's Machio. I'll come on the show. <laughs> and we'll talk about how to diagnose chambra. Is that, is that fair?
1: Are you talking about AstroDoc yeah, on absolutely. AwakeningZone.com, the first Wednesday of the month?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why don't you Hosted tell everybody about Hosted by Douglas Davies, <laughs>
1: Dr. Douglas Davies.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Let's turn that – if you and AstroDoc agree let's, – let's get away from the medical. Let's talk about Chambra Diagnosis – what's really going on. What's really going on? See, now that would, would, that would provide such a service. So uh, psoriasis, take a deep breath why, why is it there? Why is it still irritating what 's it trying to tell you and, and i don't, i don 't want to tell you. I want you to take a look into what that condition is telling you. What does psoriasis do? What are the symptoms it's dry, itchy, irritating so use that as the um, as the basis for addressing there 's something in your life that 's irritate, being irritated something that's that 's uh, Needs attention. It's dry. It needs it needs breathing. Breathe into your hands. Right? Yep. Good. Oh, it's freezing in here. Would you close those doors? <laughs> 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 I'm pretending I'm a human. <laughs> no, keep that one back there open. So, next question, and then we'll take one from the from our studio audience, our okay. wonderful studio audience.
1: Okay. Now, I, this the question has the name of somebody you're not supposed to say. In the last months, your friend, begins with an R, said that Romania, Hungary, Poland, and Paris will disappear from the world in less than two years. This channeler said that almost all of Europe will be entirely underwater at the end of 2012. How do you, how do you comment on that? You're telling us to have fun and ra- um, this other being channeled says we should build a bunker. <laughs> You owe us the truth.
0: Thank you, thank you. So, and, and there is, there's going to be a lot more of those type of messages. They'll come and go. What about uh, the photon belt? How many of you spent money preparing for the great photon belt about uh, 12, 15 years ago?
1: Calder, would you raise your hand? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Why is that crap out there? Because people like to read it. <gasps> because then it's drama. Then it's conspiracy. Then they can say, oh my God, uh, Poland, Russia, everything else is going to be wiped off the map. Now, once in a while history is a good thing, because it tells you this stuff doesn't happen. It, do- it doesn't really. And the saddest thing is there ought to be um, some accountability for anyone, including all of any of this group, for putting things out there. They put it out there because humans believe it. They buy into it. They're fascinated by it, and they pay good money for it. That's a reason for anybody with less than good authenticity to continue doing it. You could hardly blame them. You have to blame the ones who sit before them and pay them good money. There are changes that are taking place here on the planet. It is the greatest time for anyone with a bit of enlightenment to live, to love, to create, to start a business, to enjoy life, to have a glass of wine, while the rest of the world worries about ridiculous things like all these countries being wiped off the face of the map. It's true. It takes away from the joy of life. It is a, you could actually say the people that do this are highly infected by this SES virus. Mm. I, I can't even say they're doing it deliberately. They get caught in it. They think they're channeling. Uh, they are, but they're channeling crap. <laughs> they, they're <laughs> no, that's why – I mean, Macio. They are. They're channeling something, but what is it? Just because somebody's channeling doesn't mean it's good. Just because I'm standing here doesn't mean I'm correct. It just means I'm here to hopefully um, inspire you, hopefully piss you off a little bit <laughs> once in a while. I know a lot of you I was like, damn, Adamus, but hopefully that's got that old reality anchor loosened up a bit, hopefully to make you laugh, hopefully to remind you that you are God. Nobody else. You are God also, your own God, your own sovereign being. So. Uh,
1: Through random questions, I've got a pretty good one here. Great. How do I know the difference between it's not yours and I did design it myself?
0: Yes. That's a good question. It is a good question. That's a good question, and the answer is what what you're choosing. What you're choosing. It doesn't matter any of those things. come to a point where you realize that we're going to focus on conscious designing this, this year. A lot of it seems to happen unconscious. But It's really not, but what's happening is your wisdom is, uh, is saying once in a while, remember, remember you're going to be stuck as a seven-year-old with the fastest bike. And, and your wisdom has – well, that's why it's wisdom, because it's wise – and it's saying, let's continue to move past that. So as the wisdom – I see it as kind of like this beautiful, golden, sweet, honey-like essence just dripping into your life. As it comes in uh, – and it, it is coming in, it is here actually, it's just for you to open your eyes to – as it does you're going to realize that about – oh, the, it, the number fluctuates – but I'm going to say about 90 percent of everything that you buy into about yourself is not yours. It's about other people, mass consciousness, aspects, you know, past lives and all the rest of that. It's not yours. About 10 percent. Is, is yours. It's what you're choosing. Even the thought that flashes through your head right now isn't yours until you actually choose it. Unfortunately, you're operating kind of on a default autopilot, but it must all be mine, so you're kind of default choosing all of it to be yours. We're going to be more discerning, more focused on it, saying actually those thoughts really aren't yours. Those crazy uh, thoughts, they're not yours. Even if it came from your brain. Even if it came from your brain, they're not yours until you, the sovereign being, chooses it and says, I like that one. I like that feeling, that thought. That's mine. Then all this other craziness starts to go away because it's not getting attention or energy. It starts to leave. And then you become very aware that you're a conscious life designer, very aware that you're. You're a member good standing in the ASID. So, good. Thank you. Next.
1: Next. Uh, why the hell I won't that? I let myself find a man I can love and who will love me? Love and much appreciation for what you do.
0: I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Your wish just came true. Now you didn't say you wanted to sleep with you. You just said, "I'm find a man who loves you." I love you. Easy. And stop sending in questions like that, Linda.
1: <laughs> what would you be willing? Now stop that. <laughs> <gasps> oh, that was ugly.
0: It broccoli. It wasn't ugly.
1: That would be colder's worst nightmare if you got a shot of that. Oh, he's
0: away somewhere. Oh, good. <laughs> I think he's in Australia. How did he get there?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Quickly. Would time is running out.
1: Would you be willing to speak a bit about all the human protesting and uprising around the world currently? It feels to me like more and more humans are beginning to wake up to a lot of the large-scale energy feeding and imbalance that's been going on for a
0: lifetime. Why do you ask me a question and then give me the answer? Uh. <laughs> I, I don't understand. That, that was one of these things on New Earth that, that, you know, needs to be discussed. Why do humans ask a question? What's the first part?
1: I already went on to the next question.
0: No, no, okay. The first part was, would you be willing to talk about uh, the, the uprisings? I was going to say yes. Do <laughs> you want me to do it now or later? Yes. And, but then they wanted to answer their question. Very interesting. Humans – I think uh, uh, Kathumi said it – silly, silly beings. Makes no sense. Uprising, it's so obvious right now. Everything has to come up. Uh, 2012 is going to be a year of things coming up. Not the end of the world, but things coming up. Uh, they're being pushed up and forced up. There is, a, there is a, um, an unrest around the world, a- and there should be. There should be. There should be a f- uh, the, the, the fall of any walls that suppress human angels, uh, whether it's a church or a school, whether it's businesses, whether it's anything. It doesn't have to be violent. It actually can be done easier with uh, what you would call love or compassion than with all this anger, but they're using some crude methods. It's called media. That's <laughs> all it is, is media. No, it's all that's. That it wasn't funny, <laughs> but that's all it is. It, it, it's only media. It's a manipulation of the mini- media and the media manipulating them. But it's it's okay, because it's pointing out some of the flaws in the old system, financial systems, government systems. It's interesting. You're going to read more and more of this kind of drama stuff in the papers, of a. Oh, let's just say uh, maybe a prominent sports coach that suddenly – with a great history (laughs) – suddenly uh, busted, so busted. The consciousness potential that was chosen by a wise group of humans is coming to Earth and it will not tolerate this, um, this lying. It will not tolerate hidden agendas anymore. Now, what you're going to see, though, very interesting. Stand behind the short wall, my favorite of the Tobias messages. Stand behind the short wall this year, and watch what happens. Because now you have a, these Occupy groups who start out with good intent. They're feeling the need for change. Things have to come up, and now what happens? They're let's say let's say assume that their pure intent is there, but suddenly that SES that th- those other energies, the reptilians and all the rest of that, they come in and start using it. So actually within these Occupy movements, within themselves, if you, if you would go spend uh, some time with them, there are more rapes than in the general society right now. There is more stealing. There is more drugs. There is more abuse. They'll blame it on the police or bad parents or whatever they can, but it's really Let's say they start out with pure intent, but this energy moves in and they're not aware enough or enlightened enough to know what's happening and suddenly they're infected and suddenly the very pure cause that they came forward for is getting infected and then things get really ugly and then there's violence. You can create a different potential, but only they can choose it. So, good. Thank you.
1: Will I be in contact with more enlightened people this year?
0: We're not making any more enlightened people this year. Uh, <laughs> sorry. That's our quota. That's our ratio for, for the year, so uh, take what you can get. Do you want to be in contact with more enlightened people? Yeah. Then choose it, and then it will happen. Then it will happen. Yes. Uh, Microphone, please.
1: So you were talking about next next lifetime. Yes. Playing on New Earth clouds, which sounds fun. Yes, yes, yes. And then um, being able to do all these things. Right. What I wonder is, can we do that in this lifetime? Oh. Because I want to do that now. Totally
0: blew my closing statement, (laughs) (laughs) and a half hour too early. Now, how do you think that makes me feel? (laughs) I was royalty. I'm ascended. I'm kind of like well-known around the angelic circles, and you take my punchline.
1: I'm enlightened.
0: You're enlightened. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll just walk back through time. We'll pretend it's three minutes to five, and we'll just walk back. And I'll give my closing statement right now. Oh So how to throw a guy off? So yeah, absolutely. Why wait? <laughs> Total. <mess. laughs> why? Why? Why wait for, for your next lifetime? Or better, better uh, answer. Why don't you just start your next lifetime right now? Why, right now? Why not? Don't give me all the scientific reasons why you can't. You can. Get rid of the old anchor points, dear pirates. Get rid of those and start it right now. Absolutely. Now, that being said, allow, because a lot of things have to start shaping and shifting. And I'm not saying limit, but be, be a little patient, because you still have uh, a physical system that was uh, designed a long time ago there's still a lot of mass consciousness around it takes a while but actually it's already working right now simultaneously you are also on a new earth you're having about 16 dreams right now as you're sitting here smiling at me <laughs> doing what you did to me <laughs> and <laughs> you're you're uh, you're kind of searching into potentials. A lot of things are happening. The question is right now, is the shift in awareness or the opening in awareness to where you know these things are happening, how long is that going to take? The equation – and I'll write it out for next month if, if uh, Linda reminds me <laughs> – is something to the effect of uh, – it's a doubt-to-expansion ratio formula, kind of like Einstein's formula, which I really helped him with but. Uh, <laughs> But it's similar to that. We'll have a doubt to reality formula that we talk about. So, with that, that's the end of our talk. Felice Navidad, I'll see you next month. No, I no, no. No, no, no. said, <laughs> <laughs> we'll walk backwards through time. Okay, so now we're not at the end, we're somewhere in the middle. But I released my anchors. So I don't have to have a closing statement.
1: Okay, another question? Uh,
0: here and then back to Edith.
1: Okay, why Adamus? Don't you talk about UFOs. You said that you would talk about them in the past.
0: Because I don't like them. (laughs) Uh, Because it makes me nauseous and then it's Calder that vomits, not me. Because Tobias talked about them and he said that – I'll write it out – he said that aliens are a lie. Alien. Ah, yeah, you weren't listening back then. A- they're a lie. A- they're a part of the great big humans are putz's theory. <laughs> By <laughs> believing that there's these grand intelligent beings, which there aren't, in other cosmos, you get to deny yourself here. You get to think that uh, somebody's going to come along and save you or do anal probes, one of the two. <laughs> Do an anal probe and then save you. It's a, it's a form of denial. And, and it doesn't make a difference anyway. They're insignificant. They're here, uh, the, the beings from other dimensions. Generally, not even physical in nature. They're, they're, just get over that one. Aliens aren't physical, they're, they're kind of, uh, uh, they, they have a different type of essence, but they don't take on physical body. The ones that stray here by accident really hate it here. Uh, They hate it. Uh, And the stories get out, to the rest of the universe, the rest of creation, about how awful Earth is, because it's dense, and they're not used to dense bodies, because it has an energetic gravity – not just physical Earth gravity, but a consciousness gravity – that sucks people or beings, aliens in. Sucks them in. They get sucked in here, then they forget that they're aliens, and they start thinking that they're humans. And then they get born uh, after the parents you know do the thing, and they get into a physical body, and now they're in the same boat that you're in, but they're in the back of the boat. <laughs> they have to spend a lot of lifetimes, and then one day they – have a car accident, they get knocked unconscious, and they wake up and go, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm an alien. I'm from someplace else. What the hell am I doing here?" And then they start going to readers and they start going to psychics and everything else, and the psychics now get caught in their whole drama of the alien races. Oh, by the way, does that sound like your story? It is! You're the aliens! (laughs) You're the UFOs! You don't belong here! You got stuck. I'm having too much fun with you today. Calder is asking me to, uh, what is he saying, temper uh, down a little. But, but why? Why? Next no, question? No, no. no, I am not done with aliens. So, there are some life forces that are very, very interested in Earth. Uh, they, they watch you uh, from, from a distance. They're not stupid, they watch from a distance, they, they send probes in. They send probes in.
1: So that's true? South Park was right?
0: Yeah. Uh, that's a different type of probe <laughs> They do send energy uh, – you call them beams in, waves in – and sometimes you'll perceive these as little metal ships with lights that spin around. Most of the time they're not physical, but that's your anchor. You have to make it physical to try to understand it, so your eyes see it as this metal ship floating around. They got over metal ships a long time ago. Uh, because it was a waste of good metal sending it here. So now they use these uh, these light, the kind of light probes. They're not more advanced. You could say technically, yeah, they have a few things that you don't have, but they're not more advanced. Uh, actually, there is no place more advanced than Earth. If they were so advanced, they would have already come down and told you that you are God also. Now get over everything else. That's what they always said. They said, well, what are you searching for? Start living it. They are interested in something you have that they don't. They're fascinated by it. They are intrigued by it. They want to manufacture it, uh, package it, sell it to other planets maybe, and it's called love. 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 Love was invented here, created here and experienced here right here on Earth. Love wasn't from another planet. Love wasn't even from God. God knew nothing about love until it occurred to you. Nothing. How, how could Spirit have known that? Spirit knew connection with you, but Spirit didn't know what love was and now does because of you, because of what you've experienced. And when you experienced it, you felt that surge within you and you expanded yourself momentarily to be the other dimensions and back home and said, I love you, dear God, kind of like saying to yourself, I love me. God felt that, having never felt love before, never knowing what love was, being overwhelmed and saying, I love you also. Thank you for showing me what love is. These other life forces, these what you call highly advanced, intelligent life forces, do not know what love is. They want it. They're trying to analyze it. That's the sneaky thing about this love that you created. It's not in your blood – they analyze blood sometimes – it's not there. It's not in your brain, thank God. This love is not there. The love is not trapped in this organ called the heart or in your skin. You can't trap it or contain it, even by writing it in a song or in a book. Love is one of the only substances in all of creation that is uh, undetectable. Uh, You can't analyze it. You can't measure it. You can't detect it. You can only experience it. So aliens, UFOs (laughs) – pfft! Good. Now you know my feelings. It's the humans ah, that count. And, and, and People get so distracted by, by these, uh, it, whether it's a, because it's a Savior or something to aspire to. It's not. It's right here. It's right here. It's sitting in these chairs. It, it's listening on the internet. It, this is where it's at. This is why I'm here and you're here. This is why we're talking about life. Living absolutely, living life. So, thank you.
1: Edith has the mic. Absolutely. Well, we've been integrating for some time now, yes. and uh, you brought that up in this channel. And I, I'm I just need a little clarification on sure. the difference between the past lives that don't want to come back, the past lives that don't want to come back, yes. and uh, and our uh, in, in our aspects, integrated aspects. What's the difference, and what have we been doing these last many years?
0: Yes. Uh, when you consider the amount of um, particles that you had out there, fragments or, or essences out there, uh, it was tremendous. It, it was a thou- uh, th- for your soul, it was a thousand more lifetimes. And then you take every human experience and all the um, uh, fragments that that has millions and billions, some here on Earth, a lot of them here, some in the other realms. So here you are integrating them, collecting them, not forcing them. But you, you're, matter of fact, you're doing quite well at this, integrating a lot of aspects. Who would have thought? Who would have even uh, aspired to trying to do it in a single lifetime? Uh, that would have been considered madness 50 years ago, <laughs> even yesterday. <laughs> it would have been considered madness a while back because the energy worked different and consciousness um, was was more rigid. But you and others around the world said, no, we're going to integrate. And what that meant was not forcing anything, quite the opposite. Integration is about acceptance, not forcing. You, you can't beat those aspects into coming home. You can't force them. Integration of past lives is a little different. They actually – if you want to get specific about it – they don't actually come back to you. They actually go back to what you would call your soul, but into your wisdom. So they – in a way, yes, you could argue and say, well, then they do come back to me, but in a way they don't really. They go back into the soul. You help to release them. You and your soul, your your wisdom, literally are you're, you're here, you're focused here on Earth. Your soul wisdom is joining you here, and when you do, You start taking dream walks into the soul's past lives. Now you recognize at some level, ah, these aren't mine, so you don't get all tangled up into them. You start doing – and this is a much longer class, please don't don't think this is all there is in the subject – but you and your soul essence, who are now here, start going back in time, presenting yourself to those past life aspects of your soul. The nice thing is, when you, when you encounter these past lives, you don't get all caught up in saying, "Oh, that's me in a past life." It's like, "Oh, interesting. I'm behind the short wall. Is that really my soul's?" Uh, so I have a connection to them, but you don't get all caught up in them. And now you're walking back in a way, not not literally, but you're kind of going backwards in time, having an encounter with a past life past life that may still be stuck or traumatized, or just enjoying its experience back then in that time period. And you come up to this this past life aspect, and whether it's in a dream or for real, maybe in the guise of another person or in the guise of an apparition, uh, like an angel-like being, and you present yourself to that aspect and it recognizes you and it breaks down in tears, for it can feel the love. It recognizes that it is not alone, and it recognizes that it is far grander than it thought it was. You're doing that from the now. You're going into the past, but in a way it's not really just the past. It's occurring right now, and your soul is rejoicing because together with you it has freed up a part of itself, brought itself back home. (coughs) Part of the whole reason for being here in this lifetime – the life design – is to do that. It's not retrieval. It's just presenting yourself to the past lives. I Am that I Am. Here I, my soul, I made it, made it into this lifetime, whether it's 10,000 years in the future or 10,000 years in the past. I made it to this lifetime. I am that I am. I said, yes, I am enlightened, and therefore I became, and now I come back to greet you. I'm a time traveler. Oh, beyond, in love." Boom! That past life is suddenly freed. Suddenly its perception of its journey, the very linear mental nature of its journey, absolutely transforms. So the question is, did that past life actually occur as the aspect thought it did? Yes and no. It occurred, but also many other iterations. A grander story, a multidimensional story occurred. So that linear little human back in that past life, that story is still real, but it's not the only story. When that past life is able to then say, what are my other stories? What else really happened? What was the bigger picture? What was the other side of the pink cowboy hat? Then it goes, dear God, I am that I Am, and that reunion with the soul takes place. It's a beautiful process. That's why one of the many reasons you're here – don't consider it a responsibility at all. Don't consider it a duty. It, 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 take it, enjoy. Don't do it at all. It doesn't matter. But it, it's one of the things that actually your passion, at working with your wisdom said, "Let's do that. Let's go back and visit all of our potentials, all of our past lives." I know more questions, but I'm getting. I'm having. No, fun. no,
1: no. I was just turning my direction you. towards you to just
0: enjoy. Mm. It. So, Edith, that's what you're doing right now, and sometimes it 's easy for the human self the seven year old with a fast bike to say, Well, how come things aren 't better how come how come I feel so limited? Well stop feeling so limited. Yes, you are enlightened. Look at what you 're doing right now, all of you, setting a potential for earth and new earth you 're going back and opening up the perspective of past lives, helping to Not to free them, not quite the right word Caldera, but you're helping to illuminate onto your past lives. Imagine the, the whole change of dynamics when that occurs, when that occurs. Now, because you were going to ask, why don't you do it yourself right now? Why don't you dreamwalk yourself right now? In other words, why don't you present yourself to you, your soul to you? That's all it is. Presenting you to you, it's an amazing thing. It's a, it's a real time in the now dream walk. Let's make another note for next month. Let's do that, next month a dream walk into yourself. Mm-hmm. Edith, I love your wisdom. Thank you. I love you Thank you. <laughs> uh, another uh, in house question. Yes, better than an outhouse. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh. Yes. I'm frustrated by the yo-yo between my mind and my heart, Yes, and I get so much in my mind and I choose to go to my heart, Yes, and it's like instantly my mind yanks me back out, whether it's mass consciousness or what it is, how can I stay more in my heart because I feel like my mind is really limiting me.
0: Where do you prefer to be? In my heart. In your heart. Why is your mind then playing this game? Loaded questions. Don't, yeah. you yeah. <laughs> don't you love it? Yeah. Don't you love it? Why? Why is your mind playing the game? Yeah, yeah, all that's those why reasons. I'm asking, that's because true. because uh, you you're letting it. Okay. Part of you enjoys it. Part of you doesn't think that you can do any better. Your mind is actually part of that life design, mm-hmm. uh, and you're a designer yourself, so mm-hmm. you understand the metaphor. Yes the beauty of design. Uh, even what one would perceive as faulty design isn't at all. It's just a great experience. So you've basically given permission to your mind, and that's why exactly what it's doing. Your mind is, uh, is not your enemy at all, but your mind has been programmed by you, by others. The mind has been programmed for debating, denying, doubting. Uh, your mind has been given domain over your heart by you. You're, it's not up to your heart to fight it. It's not a contest between your heart and your mind because you're going to have a heart attack with a headache uh, at the same time. <laughs> and, and truly, and uh, that'll be it. Then you'll have next lifetime, which not so bad. They're pretty good. But but why? Why not just do it right now? So you have to step in, my dear. You have to step in. But that's the real. That's the real. Issue, you're not, and you you would like to actually pretend it's like oh my, my poor mind. Well, unprogram your mind. Okay. Only you can. I can't.
1: Right. I
0: can't. Uh, I can add more programming into your mind. Really? <laughs> Did you want a little programming? A little I, extra I bone? We have some bonus mind programming has this programming. week. <laughs> you you can unprogram your mind. How do you do that? How do you just choose it? Thank you. You got your guy back there. Yeah. Uh, you choose it. You take a deep breath into it. You stop worrying about it. You stop wondering if you can do it. You say, yes, I'm enlightened. Geez, unprogrammed, boom, and then it happens. Then, then you live out the experience. You don't walk around. You don't walk out the door after you say, yes, I'm enlightened, and walk in front of a car to see if you really are, <laughs> because that's basically doubting. You just assume that you can walk in safety and peace anywhere, but you don't that's one of the things humans do is well. They do. They say, I'm going to test it. I just said, yes, I'm enlightened. Now I'm going to take boiling water and pour it on my hand to see if I – no, you're just doubting. You're not, you're not living. So uh, th- this fight between the, um, the mind and the heart, you manage it. You manage Thank it. Thank you. Yes. And it's not even about denying the mind uh, <laughs> or giving the heart the new big status. It's about you. It's about the I Am. Yeah. It's just some breathing and, my, 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 you I like to I feel like sometime. it's
1: about accepting myself.
0: Yeah, loving yourself. Yes. Yes. Do you take long walks?
1: Not too much.
0: Never. Well <laughs> … Yeah. Long walks, please. Yeah, okay. Long walks. You. Uh, you've got one of the most beautiful areas in the world uh, to do it, but long walks get you out of your head uh, – or actually, I'll rephrase that – it expands the mind. And then the mind and the heart start dancing together and … Then is
1: the foot that hurts just an excuse not to walk?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. You don't have time, your knee hurts, whatever, whatever. No, Long walks are great. What what did Steve Jobs, our guest last week, what did he do? Long walks all the time. He didn't sit in a (laughs) … He's enlightened. He didn't sit in boardrooms unless he had to. He would take uh, executives from Fortune 500 companies out for long walks uh, through neighborhoods in the woods, uh, through the shopping mall. That was his way – walking, walking. It does wonders, particularly in nature. Two more questions.
1: Okay. I'm going to summarize because I've been scanning the questions, Yes, yes, and there are an incredible number of questions related to cancer, right. and one in particular is, I'll read this one, we've made virtually no improvements in cancer survivability since Nixon declared war on it in 71. In some cases, we've actually gone the other way. Would you say that this is one of the ways that we've chosen to provide ourselves with opportunities for ascension and enlightenment, or without to... <laughs> re-
0: <laughs> Duh.
1: Without directly <laughs> endeavoring to cure those with cancer, how can Chambra increase the odds for those with cancer to awaken according to their schedule for doing so? And there are as many questions here about yes. cancer for Chambra as there are for non Chambra.
0: Oh, good, good. Okay. So uh, An, would you mind answering? Uh, you're uh, obviously uh, experienced with it and, and you have uh, actually better insight than even I do. Cancer, why is it here? What, what, what purpose is it serving and how should you deal with it. Well, I think she answered her own question there. Yeah, absolutely. Don't and you love that? it is an experience that can be totally freeing, liberating you from some of your anchors, if you choose it to be. Yeah. So it's not a good experience, it's not a bad experience, it's an experience for liberation. And the worst thing is what? You die. You die. <laughs> I, and, and, you know, seriously, it, it's, not, it's easier than being born, and, and you've done it a lot. And that identity of yours screams out and says, But I can't die. Well, you're going to anyway. Uh, but we just it's an anchor, uh, the, the run from death. And once you accept that, you're going to die, which you've done over and over and over. And you finally got to the point, it's like, Geez, all right, but I'll just live in the meantime. Uh, <laughs> and so the purpose of cancer. Energetically. What what is cancer? Just out of balance. Out of balance. Yeah. And I I would go so far as to say it usually represents any anger or hatred, (laughs) which is things being out of balance. So uh, the research being done into cancer right now doesn't address the energetic issues. It's looking into the biological issues, the interplay between cells and enzymes and chemicals, but when they start looking into an energetic interplay. Put a bunch of cancer cells together, activate them, and have them fight with each other, because that's, that's where they came from – battle, fighting, anger. Observe them. Observe how they interact with each other in their battle, in the, in the little test tube. Feed them. So some will get strong, some will get weak. Some will transmute. Some will uh, try to then uh, uh, re-cancerize the ones who transmute it. Watch the dynamics. Uh, through a microscope, uh, energetically, not biologically, uh, you learn the answer. Now the question is, is consciousness ready for the cancer cure? No, they're, they're actually not. How many years? Any guess on? Just a, a good guess. Well, it's just a guess. I uh, like the idea that when enough chambre, enough people let go of their fear and anger that it will spread like wildfire through mass consciousness. Yes. And typically I'd say uh, – and you were correct – about 20 years uh, be, that cancer will still be prevalent, but it doesn't have to be anchored on that. Uh, it can change very, very quickly. Right now, if you trend it out, about 20 years, but it could change. It could change by, by shamba, recognizing where cancer comes from and recognizing that you can't just call it bad. It does serve a purpose. It gets a lot of people thinking about their life before they die. Uh, unlike battle – battle happens pretty quick – cancer, they have time to really contemplate the meaning of life. So it's serving a consciousness purpose to an extent. But that being said, aren't there better ways? Absolutely. Absolutely. So for Shambra who are dealing with cancer, it, it, it's, it tends to be energetically some old residue of anger and hate, and this is very simple. Don't think about it real much. What does it take to, to transcend cancer? Loving yourself. A choice and loving yourself. You can make a choice, but if you don't love yourself, that cancer is still going to be uh, resonant. By the way, every one of you here has cancer. Mm-hmm. Every sorry. one of you, sorry. Yeah. Uh, every one of you have cancer cells in your body, there are potentials. It may not be activated. May never be activated. Only a small, small percent of you is it going to be. Although you can change that. Those cells are there. They're they're uh, the shadows of uh, self-doubt, hatred, and anger. A- and you can either let them come to the surface, or you can release them. We can. That's so where we're going to be talking about: anchor points, letting those go, changing the energy, the patterns, and the dynamics. So if if you have Cancer, love yourself and, – and accept it, by the way – stop battling it. You found that out on early on. You're not going to win a battle with Cancer at all. Uh, you're going to fight something that you designed. Uh, now what you can do is love your way through the Cancer. Uh, love your way through it. It'll transmute all that stuck energy. And It'll make your whole body shine, and you'll enjoy life anyway. Then. Last That's questions. it. Last question.
1: Okay, this is related to a question earlier. The earlier question was, "Why the hell won't I let myself find a man I can love and who will love me?" <laughs> nice. Okay, this is this is a response from this person from your for your answer. Yeah, yes,
0: okay. they love the answer. They want to date with me, and. Uh, uh, continue. Keep,
1: digging. <laughs> keep okay. digging.
0: Okay. Keep digging. Okay. Keep digging.
1: Why was my question ridiculed? It was heartfelt. It sure. causes me as much discomfort as eczema, which was answered seriously.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, no offense meant, but you do have to be able to laugh at these things a little bit. And uh, well, let's just dig right in, since we're already partway in. It's. Uh, <laughs> First of all, it's about loving yourself. And uh, you've set up a life design, all of you, in one way or the other. It's about loving yourself. You're not going to find a man. Why? Because your soul is smart enough to know that it's, uh, it's sticky. It's sticky stuff, just like, uh, uh, just like um, finding somebody else is going to distract you. It's about loving yourself. You're not going to find anybody until you can love yourself. Uh, it's a beautiful plan. Look uh, – if you're into statistics – look into the statistics of chambra who are single or single without children or single with children, it doesn't matter. Why? Why? Because uh, you have bad breath? No. <laughs> because you don't have much personality? Well, not at all. You've got great personality. You designed it that way so you could have time to fall in love with yourself. So you don't need a man or a woman or anything else. You don't need a dog or a cat. It's about you, and your life design says discover yourself. Now, I would I would come back on you and say why are you so desperate for a man? Why? It's just going to be another lifetime with another one of those man experiences. Uh, this is the lifetime to be with yourself. Why not? take that same passion and that same energy and invite your soul into your life instead of sharing your bed with a stinky old man <laughs> why don't you why don't you share it with your soul instead of taking a drive with a, a man uh, and then having Can the you do both yes you can do both yes you can good question but I know you, on the internet, you're going to try to do man first, enlightenment second. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Seven-year-old with the fastest bike on the block, seven-year-old, that's not going to work. You already set up your life design to be with you. You're the man. <laughs> <laughs> Police Navidad! Enjoy! Enjoy life. I am that I am. All is well in all creation. Love yourself. (laughs) Noel. Amen. Thank you, Adamus.